Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. God bless you, our online audience, those who are joining us at Restored Life Bible Church online. God bless you. We pray that God will meet you at the point of your need wherever you are. If there's a prayer request or a need, even if you want to be saved, um, there's a chat box right next to where you're viewing. Just be free to chat. Just talk to somebody. There are ministers uh, on duty waiting to hear from you and ready to minister to you. Amen. 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 Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. And the word of the Lord reads, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you in the womb, I already knew you. Before you were born, I already sanctified you and I ordained you as a prophet to the nation. I just want to talk about the part, part two of a message that I had preached earlier called He Knows. Look at your neighbor and say, He Knows. Uh, that neighbor was looking kind of honorary. Look at somebody who got a bigger smile and tell them, He Knows. That was still the wrong neighbor. Look at a neighbor whose eyebrows are arched just right and tell them he knows. If you're a man looking at another man, I will have prayer for that after service. Uh, by your heads. Father God, I thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Have your way in this place. And God, we would want it that after we we are better because we sat at your feet and we heard your voice. Thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I praise God for our first time guest. It is indeed a pleasure and a privilege to have you here. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for you. Uh, he knows we have been in a series um, for the past few weeks, maybe four, five, or six weeks. We've been in a series called Soul Theology. And during that series, we have been looking at um, not all of the attributes of God, but some of them and how they impact our lives um, as believers. Um, for me, if not you, I've been able to glean um, a great deal of encouragement from the theology that, and the belief that God is providential. He is a God of providence. Not only is a God of providence, he is a God of justice. God is also a God who is all-powerful. Um, there is no God any greater than he. There is no power any bigger or stronger than he. Uh, this belief or these series of beliefs um, kind of give us what I call an anthropomorphic view 
of God. Anthropomorphic is um, giving a, a, a spiritual God human characteristics. Um, it's, the, uh, it's the study of God in human form. Although we know that God is a spirit and we know um, the scripture tells us that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. However, um, with, I with our finite minds, it, we have to have something to anchor to um, to be able to express uh, infinite God. And so what we do is we give God human characteristics so that we can glean or have a better uh, definition of who God is. And so that's what anthropomorphic means. Um, so when we talk about the power of God, when we talk about the justice of God, when we talk about uh, um, the provision of God or the care of God, it gives me a picture of a hand. It's called the hand of God. Uh, 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 when I see God's hand providentially, I see a hand of concern, a hand of care. Uh, um, when I see, uh, 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 when I talk about a God of justice, I see a judge. I see a, a God who makes decrees. Uh, and you know, you know how a judge, a judge can, 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 can give a, a, a degree. He can give a judgment of recompense, yeah, or he can give a judgment of pardon. Uh -huh. uh, uh, he can sentence you to jail or he can set you free. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a little early in the message and some of you are just sat down and trying to figure out how to take them pumps off without nobody knowing. I get it. But, 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 but can I explain to you that the reason that you're sitting here is because God is a God that pardons? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you look, if you look at a, a real judge, my like, my wife loves to watch court shows every day. I can't stand them, but she loves them. She watches them. They just go one after the other uh, on 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 TV during the day. And since we're off in the summer, um, that's all be on our TV. A bunch of judge and court court shows in the morning, and and uh, Steve Harvey in the evening. I told my wife we starting to turn into that old people's couple that, that, that just got these certain shows and nothing else come on the TV but that. The court shows and Steve Harvey. I, I don't know. I'm trying to stay young in my spirit, Bob. But your mama trying to push me over to the senior citizen camp. Mm -hmm. but, but in the court shows, I found that no matter what the jury verdict is, no matter what the arguments have been for and against a particular person, the judgment is not final until the judge takes his hand or her hand, takes the gavel and strikes the desk. And that means whatever verdict or whatever edict has been proclaimed, it is final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I came this morning. I started at 8 o'clock. And I'm going to continue at 10 o'clock. I came to tell you I'm so glad that when the judge's gavel went down last night, it went down for my mercy. I'm sorry. Because while you were asleep, while you were laying down resting in your bed, while slob was kind of coming out your mouth just a little bit, there was a courtroom going on over your bed. That was the enemy who was accusing you of all of the sins and the stuff that you did. Oh, yeah, 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 you who looking good 
foot in here. Y'all did some stuff. If you didn't do it, you thought about it. Mm -hmm. I shared this morning, there have been many things that I didn't do in my body, but I sure did in my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's some stuff out there. Look how y'all looking at me. I, one thing y'all doing right now is lying, because y'all looking at me like you ain't never thought of nothing wrong, like you ain't never done nothing wrong. I wish I had a real church that would tell the truth in here, because the truth of the matter is you might be too old to do it, but you sure ain't too old to think about it. Mm -hmm. Let me go ahead and come on down your street. You ever went to sleep and had a, one of them good old dreams and woke up and got mad? You tried to go back to sleep so fast so you could pick up where you left off. You couldn't go back to sleep. You were trying to hit yourself in the head, knock yourself out so you can start. Oh, look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, in my dreams, I'm slim. Yes, sir. I'm so fine. This down here is up here. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh-huh. These arms are back toned and buff like they used to be. Ain't no more jello meat down there. It's all put together just right. In my dream, I can pose. I can, oh, look how y'all looking at me. I'll talk about me since y'all don't want me to talk about you in my dreams and I thought about some stuff that I could do that uh, my rotund my rotunds that can't, can't handle right now oh, yeah. and so because we have thought about some stuff the enemy starts accusing you of stuff you're guilty of and then he says, this demands a verdict. I demand that they be killed in their sleep. I demand that they don't see another day because they are guilty. The Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And so he stood over your bedside and accused you of a whole lot of stuff. And, and so God got the gavel. And when he got ready to lay the gavel down, no matter what the devil said about you and no matter how true it was, he said, give them mercy. And because he gave you mercy, because, yo, his righteousness was overshadowing you, his blood was covering you, you got another day and another existence. That's why I don't know why people come to church and act bougie like they don't want to praise God, like they don't want to lift their hands, they're too cute to do that. Because the truth of the matter is you are not here because you are innocent. Mm -hmm. You are here because you are guilty and, and you obtain mercy. Look at your neighbor and tell them you got mercy when we see this we see the hand of God in action we see the arm of God God when you think of God as a powerful God you think of you think of guns you think of muscle you think of might you think of power you think of the strong arm yeah 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 that's that's what we see when we think of that but the truth of the matter is before God's hand of care and God's hand of mercy and God's arm of power can be activated in our lives he had to have an intimate knowledge of who we are and his will for us now 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 the first thing that I see here uh, 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 that I want to point out to you is God never creates without a purpose or a plan never 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 now I don't care I don't care what he's created in, in, in this history or in this universe it is not without a purpose and a plan including you but the enemy tried to make, tries to make us believe that life has no purpose uh -huh. and plans are not important. Right. 
But the truth of the matter is uh, uh, that's a lie from the enemy because it causes us to make decisions and commit actions uh, with that we think there are no consequences for. It causes us to do things for today without any thought for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, look at your neighbor and say, you got to have a plan. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Monroe says the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but it's life with no purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going through life with no purpose. I, I'm just here and I'm just doing whatever I do and whatever happens, it just happens. Yeah, uh, it's the spirit of the age because we're living in an age now that there's no thought for tomorrow. As a matter of fact, there is no hope for tomorrow. So we try to do everything today. We, we do stuff today with no concept. We'll cuss somebody out not realizing that we need them to pick us up tomorrow. We just flex off of how we feel at the moment and no forethought that, you know what, I need them people. So maybe I need to shut up. Maybe my point ain't that important. Maybe I need to close my mouth because I'm, I'm going to turn around and y'all, y'all, how y'all looking at me? Yeah, yeah. You ever been with somebody that know they need you but try to treat you funny? And then they come back at you looking stupid because they cut the food so bad? Now, maybe you ain't saying amen because you the fool. I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but the deal is, the deal is that, 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 that we'll do stuff because we have no purpose. We, we have no plan. What will my actions today mean tomorrow? Uh, I asked the 8 o'clock service. I guess I asked you this morning, uh, 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 what is your plan for the next month? Really, 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 because sometimes we got to be practical if we can't be spiritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is your, what is your biblical plan? Do you have a, a reading plan? Do you have a plan for prayer? What is your relational prayer? You funky in some areas. How do you plan to unfunk yourself? Between now and 30 days from now. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, some of us have an educational plan. Maybe you don't have the money to go to school, but what are you doing educationally to improve yourself? What skill set are you looking? You know, we got YouTube now. We didn't have it when I was first coming along, and so you had to go and pay a bunch of money. But right now, you can just learn stuff watching YouTube. You can, you can sign up for courses right now at your house that don't cost a whole lot of money, and you can learn something new. What new skill have you developed? What new skill? What plan? Look at your neighbor, the same neighbor that don't want you to look at them again. Look at them and tell them, what plan do you have? All right, let me go ahead and get into this. The first thing that I see in this text that God already knew what he is making before his hands ever touched you. God already knew what his hands were making before he already touched you. Verse 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I labored on this point. In fact, this is, on, this is as far as I could get this morning. Uh, isn't it something to realize that you, 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 who only know you like you. Oh, look how y'all looking at me. You, you know you. You, you, you know. Uh, what I see this morning is only half of you. You know you. 
Mm. Can I push that a little further? I'm going to change it. I said you know you, but I want to say it like this. You think you know you. Because the truth of the matter is you don't know that you might crawl. Uh, maybe they wasn't funny acting, but you ever thought somebody was fine back in the day until you saw them? Today? Oh, yeah. And they look like a barilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look good to you. But when you had a little Hennessy in you and you were at the club and the club was kind of dim, it was kind of dark. They was fine then till they walked up under you in the light and all the grill was gone and they couldn't put a subject and a verb together if you tied them in a knot. They couldn't do nothing. They didn't have no job. They didn't have nothing. And oh, yeah, yeah. Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah. They got in Uber when they left the club, but it wasn't because their car was parked at home. It was because they didn't have no other ride. Yeah. Ref don't stink from a distance. It only get funky when they get close up to you. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some relationships that are supposed to, to last a lifetime. There are others that are only supposed to last for the length of the journey. Okay, I will. There are some relationships that will be with you for the rest of your life. There are others that are seasonal. They are supposed to get you from point A to point B. And when you get to point B, don't mean no harm. Don't love you no less. I appreciate you more than anything because you got me from where I had, was to where I needed to be. Now you're not eligible to go this any further. So I got to go. I'm not being bougie. I'm not being funny. I just got a purpose on my life. And your purpose has been served. Mm. God already knew what you need. The third and final thing, I'm done. God already knows how to do what needs to be done. God already knew you. God already knew what you needed. And God already knows what to do. Mm -hmm. Before you were born, the text says, I sanctified you. I started a process over your life, even before salvation. Even before you came and down the aisle and shook a preacher's hand and gave your life to God and all of that, he says, before you were born, I started a process for my purpose in you. I ordain you a prophet. Now you do understand, those of you who are Bible scholars in the room and those Bible technicians that are online, I understand that he was speaking to the life of Jeremiah who was a prophet. And Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. Not because he was a punk, it's because he was non-confrontational. Jeremiah was not a confrontational man. He just wanted to be peaceful with everybody. But God called him to aggravate a nation. God called him to prophesy doom to a, a nation who who was being oh disobedient and and so that's why he was crying because he didn't have you gonna get a car you gonna get a house in 30 days you gonna get a job he had you gonna die you gonna destructions gonna take place and he had to stand before kings and magistrates and speak the word of the Lord that's why he was crying because he was looking at God saying God you called me to get killed 
You call me to be hated. People don't even want to sit down and eat with me. As soon as I walk up, everybody start cleaning their mind. Water, 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 water. Because they're afraid that I'm going to speak something over their lives. I, I'm lonely. I don't like what I got. And he was a weeping prophet because of that. But can I tell you how this impacts your life? It impacts your life in this way. He says, I ordain you to proclaim to the nations what I put in you before you were born. Does that mean that everybody is called to stand here with a mic behind a sacred desk and preach every Sunday? No, but you do have a story that you have to tell. He says, before you were formed, I knew you. I knew you was a fool. But even though I sanctified you, I started a plan over your life that, 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 that the events of your life would become testimonies of my goodness. Yes, you went through it. Yes, you messed up in it. Yes, you failed many times. But in all of that, people can see my hand over your life. Because the ultimate question of all your mess-ups is, why are you still here? You're still here because of the purpose of God. And so if his hand is over you, hand that is over you is connected to his knowledge of you, then stop interfering with the direction of his hand. Too often we make the mistake of believing that our knowledge of ourselves supersedes God's knowledge of us. Second Corinthians tells us, 10 and 5 says, casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That word plays both ways. Every high thing that exalts itself between knowing who God is. And everything in us that exalts itself between what God knows about us. Casting down means throwing away everything that we think we know that God doesn't. Because all of us walk in a little spiritual arrogance. You know two scriptures. You think you know it. You got a tongue. Automatically you're on another level. You still a fool. That speaking tongues. You a fool that knows some scripture. God knows that we, he knows that we crazy. Including the one with the mic. All the sense I got, I'm giving to you in 30 minutes. Once I leave here, I ain't going to have no more sense. Uh, but every now and then, I start to believe my own press. Apostle John Crosland II, God's man of faith and power. You put on the collar, you put on the robe, you pull on the dunce hat, and all of the crosses and all of that kind of stuff, and, and kiss people walk to you. And, and, and do y'all know, uh, Asia, not Asian, but Hispanic people kiss your ring? I can walk in QT, and if I have my apostolic ring on, they will stop, and I will have to give them the sign of the cross, and they will kiss my ring. Now, I don't want all them people kissing my hand. The older I get, I'm getting kind of germophobic. Y'all pray for me if you ain't got nothing else to do. But the thing is, they will. But that kind of stuff will make you believe that you really got it going on. And so this text tells us, cast that foolishness down. 
everything that, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, I don't know me like you know me. And since you know all about me and know what's best for me, let me step my hips out the way and let you do what you're going to do in me. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, get out of God's way. Who God is in our lives is shaped by what God knows about our lives. God knows that I'm not good at management. And because he knows it, I need him to teach me how to manage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere you in here. I, I may not be good at managing money. God, you know. Teach me how to manage my. Teach me how to keep you first and not eat up everything for myself and become a thief and a robber. Teach me how to love you enough to give freely of my finances and my time and my talent. Teach me. God, I'm not good with my anger. I blow off. I say stuff that I ain't supposed to say. I, I, I hurt people because I'm angry and I use the fact that you made me mad as an excuse for me to hurt you. I ain't good with that. God, you know. Teach me how to manage my mouth. How to manage my attitude. How to manage what makes me hot and what that doesn't make me hot. God, I'm not a good manager of my health. God, teach me how to bypass the cheeseburger. Cake too late that I ate ain't right. Teach me how to go to the gym. And move these fat cells. Teach me how to sweat this excess off me. And do it consistently. Teach me. I'm not good at it. Help, help me, help me, help me, y'all. Look at me. Help me, help me. I need help. Teach me how to manage myself sexually. How to say no. How to get rid of certain numbers because if I'm not married, you told me to be chased before you. God, they keep me chased and stop me from chasing. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Some of y'all running, but y'all ain't running fast enough. Because if they find enough, you slow up. I bet you can't catch me. Teach me. Uh... Teach me how to build up myself spiritually. Teach me how to be consistent in Bible study, how to be consistent in prayer. You know me. I'm going to get out your way. Teach me. Remember now, God's, God directs his hand over you based on his knowledge of you. I'm done. I'm quitting. But anybody here read? Avid readers like read, love to sit down and get a good book and read. Okay, all right, because that's a lost art. It's a lost art. People don't read. Yeah, yeah. Novel readers will tell you that the knowledge that the knowledge that they acquire in reading 
uh, places them in the story. If you ain't even got to give me no dinner music right now. I'm all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It places them in the story that they read. It, it, once they get in it, they'll go somewhere quiet or somewhere secluded, and they'll sit and read for hours because now they are engrossed in the story. All right? I do read. I am an avid reader, but I am a TV watcher. Pray for me. You ain't got nothing to do. I'm a TV watcher. Let me tell you something. I told y'all, y'all don't know I'm out the closet. I am a Game of Thrones watcher. That's me. That's me right there. Got, yeah, yeah, got. That's me. Got. Got to watch it. Went in a period of mourning because it didn't come on this summer. That messed me up. But what I found out by watching Game of Thrones is this. The more I know about the characters, the more I'm a part of the story. Which means I feel myself with their fears when they face scary situation. I'm surprised by their surprises because I have an acute knowledge of the people. And as a matter of fact, there are groups on social media that do nothing but discuss the characters and how they interplay in the story. And, 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 and I know Minister Pam does it. Uh, Elder Pam will read up all she can read about the characters so that when it comes back on, she caught up. I don't care what's going on. Somebody could have died in her family, but they're going to be dead because Pam coming to my house to watch Game of Thrones. She and Minister Maris going to be parked at my house. I might not even want them there, but they're coming. Bringing treats with them. And go sit down and watch game and, and, and start explaining because my wife is a newbie. She, she didn't get caught in the spirit. She went in them late bloomers. She didn't get saved. She waited until the end of her life to get saved. And so we had to explain to her, okay, this character does this. This character does that. This, that. And we had to explain to her what was going on in the story. But once she's caught on, latched on to a couple of characters, she's official now. She hooked. What are you saying, Pastor? My knowledge of another person's situation often places me in the situation with them. Uh, Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who do rejoice and weep with those who weep because God knows his providence, his care will not allow him to leave me nor forsake me because he knows his justice will not allow evil to triumph over me because he knows his omnipotence can never be outpowered by my problems because he knows, Isaiah says, he will strengthen and help me and uphold me with his right hand. Jeremiah says, if I seek him, I will find him. If I call, he will answer. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel says, he will feed me and cause me to rest. 
he will bind up what is broken and heal what is sick. Hmm. Hosea says, because he knows me, if I repent, he will hold back his wrath and love me freely. Mm -hmm. In the gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, because I know you, ask and it shall be given. Mm. Seek and ye shall find. Mm. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah, because he knows me. Psalm says it like this, where can I go to be against your spirit? Yeah, 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 where can I flee from your presence? Yeah, it says if I ascend into heaven, yeah, because you know me, you're waiting on me, thou art there. Even if I make my bed in hell, thou art even there. If I take on the wings of the morning, yeah, and fly to the uttermost parts of the sea, you are there. Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Yes, I came to tell you that the Lord knows I'm done now. I'm getting ready to go to my seat. But as you can tell, I got a little tune in my voice. And I got to root for about three minutes. And then I'm going to sit on down. Yes, Lord. Because the Lord, because he knows me. I know he knows that I need his leadership. So he becomes my shepherd and leads me. He knows that I need provision. I shall not want. He knows that I need refreshing. He leads me beside sea waters and green pastures. He knows that my soul needs saving. He leads me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He knows when I get scared, when I become afraid. I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. He knows that I need protection. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He knows when it's time to have a party. He knows how to give me a celebration. He prepares a dinner before me, even in the presence of all my haters. Yes, he knows when I need power. He anoints my head with oil. He makes my cup spill over everything. Yes, sir, he knows when I need companionship. That's why he put goodness on call and call mercy and told them that whenever I take a walk, walk behind me. Don't walk too far where they can't see you. Walk close enough where you can look on your lip. See goodness. 
look on your right and see mercy. Yeah. And he said, mercy said, Lord, how long do I follow John when he's walking? God looked at his clock of eternity and said, all the days of his life, Stay with him, cause John may act a fool. Stay with him, cause John may cut somebody out. Stay with him, because John may mess up sometime. Hey, hey, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. But goodness and mercy, stay with him. Oh, Lord, I'm stuck right there. But the reason that you're looking at me right here and right now, because God told goodness and mercy, stay with Philip, yes sir, stay with Carla, every time she needs you, let her look back and see the reason all of y'all got a birthday, because goodness and mercy got on them airplanes with you, got on them tour buses with you, got on them highways with you, stay with him, yes sir, I know that he'll mess up, I know that he'll act a fool, I feel a holiday, stay with him, yes Lord, daddy, the reason you're almost 79 years old Cause the Lord told goodness and mercy Stay with him, yes sir It's your time now, time for you to talk to your neighbor This is the last time I'm gonna tell you 